It's time for Career Stories with Launch. I'm your host, James Enzer. Each month, I interview Cone Health leaders across the system to learn about the career paths they have taken. Whether you are just starting your career or are a number of years into your career, we can all learn from someone else's story. Career Stories with Launch is all about sharing, learning, and growing together. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Career Stories with Launch. Our guest today is Sue Petaline. Sue is the Chief Nursing Officer for Women's Hospital and Vice President of Maternal Child Services for Cone Health. Thank you for joining us today, Sue. Thank you. Can you start by telling us a little bit about your role? So I'm responsible for the patient care that occurs here at Women's Hospital, as well as the service line of women's and children's across the system. So do you frequently visit other campuses? I do. I'd like to get there more frequent, but I do go over to Moses Cone to, to visit the pediatrics departments. And um, at least once a month, I try to get to Alamance to visit their women's unit. Okay. Now, how will the Reinventing Care Initiative change some of those dynamics since now you'll be at Moses Cone campus? It'll be so much easier to go visit peds. I'll be able to do that a lot more frequently because I'll be on campus. Mm-hmm. I bet that'll be nice just to be able to, to walk right there yeah. rather than have to travel. So let's talk about what brought you to Cone Health. It's kind of a funny story. I was not looking for a new position. Mm-hmm. I'm from Pittsburgh, okay. and I was happily embedded in my job in Pittsburgh. And I was being contacted by a recruiter for a hospital in Manhattan, and pretty actively being recruited. And I kept saying, I'm not in a position to relocate. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see myself and my family relocating to Manhattan. I love it to visit, but not to work and live there. Understandable. Um, but when I hung up the phone with the recruiter for the last time, I said kind of out loud to myself, if this was somewhere I wanted to move to, like North Carolina, and it was a promotion to like a vice president of nursing position at a women's hospital, mm-hmm. I'd have to think about it. And I swear to you, Within minutes, I was in my email, and the first email that popped up was a hot jobs, and it was Vice President of Nursing, Women's Hospital, Greensboro, North Carolina. No way. Yes way. (laughs) And I just kind of laughed, you know, laughed and half cried because I thought, okay, I declared this to the universe, and and the universe answered. And then it just gave it to you. But really, when I read the description the, um, of the posting, I was intrigued, mm-hmm. and I thought, I really need to pay attention to this. And I knew that I had the background that would be appealing, and that if I applied to the recruiter, they would at least want to talk to me. Right. And I talked to my family, expecting everybody to say, no, we can't do this. Um, but one by one, all the barriers that I thought were going to be there were not there. My husband, who is really risk averse, <laughs> said, we've got to do this. I think you need to check this out. So we drove down to Greensboro to just see if we even liked the area before I um, even interviewed. Mm -hmm. And we fell in love with Greensboro right away. The whole interview process was wonderful. I just, probably for the first six months after I came here, I kept pinching myself (laughs) that this place was really as good as it seemed. Mm -hmm. The culture was just so warm and inviting and patient-centric and it's only gone up from there. I'm very happy that I made the move. Yeah, That's wonderful to hear. And how long ago was that? Seven years. Seven years? I bet that It's flown by. I feel Mm -hmm. like I've been here longer than that. I bet. 
So let's talk about the position you had before coming to mm -hmm. Cone. And when you read that job description and thought, okay, I'm looking for the next step, what was going through your mind? How did you know what you might want to look for and how did you know what you could attain? Well, the natural next step for me was to be a chief nursing officer. At the time, I was my role was called program administrator and I was responsible for all of the OB and newborn related areas in the hospital where I worked. So I kind of had that same scope that I was going to be walking into here, but it was there was not another layer above me. Mm -hmm. I was really where the buck stopped when it came to, to patient care here. Um, so I knew that that was a natural next step. I didn't necessarily see that opportunity in Pittsburgh at the time. Um, wasn't really sure at the time if I was ready for it, but I talked to mentors and who all said, of course you are. Mm -hmm. um, so I felt like I had that vote of confidence and I thought, well, it's now or never. Now, did you stay in contact with those mentors when you came down here? Absolutely. And did you also find new ones here as well? Yes, I think so. I think um, not a formal mentor, but mm -hmm. there's certainly lots of opportunity within Cone for people to learn from and to work with. and Someone to lean on. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about your career and some of the successive moves. You know, I know that you said naturally the next step would have been chief nursing officer, but let's rewind a little bit okay. before that. Did you come up with a plan beforehand or did you go from position to position and think, okay, what's next? Or did you kind of look two steps ahead? It's an interesting question. And a couple of years ago, somebody asked me, when did you know you wanted to be a chief nurse? And my honest answer was, I never knew that. And mm -hmm. I can't say that I know that today. It was never an intentional plan that I'm going to do this job for a while and then I'm stepping here and stepping there and stepping there. That was never a part of my plan. It was much more the natural evolution of the work that I was doing. And as I progressed from a staff nurse, I went from uh, staff nursing um, into case management and then into nursing education, which I absolutely loved. But the part of nursing education that I really liked to do was to teach people who were in nursing leadership. Mm -hmm. how to be better leaders mm -hmm. and at one point I had an opportunity I was recruited for a nurse nursing management job and I thought well to be a more effective teacher and developer of nurse leaders I need to walk the walk I need to have the same experience I need to have that credibility so I accepted my first leadership role more as a building block for nursing education and leadership development but then one thing led to another and I just kept progressing up the leadership ladder. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it was a natural progression, but part of it was when you're in a leadership role and you understand your opportunity to influence, and for me, it's influencing patient care. How can we be better at taking care of patients? How can we keep patients safe? Right. And how can we advocate for the caregivers at the bedside who provide that care? Mm -hmm those were the jobs that got to have that kind of influence. So it wasn't so much that I can't wait to be a chief nurse, I need to be a vice president. It was never about that kind of um, ambition. It was much more about I want to be able to influence what happens at the bedside. I want to be able to take care of the people to take care of the people. Right, it was about the impact that you could have right. in that position. Yeah, so it, and it came with that job. 
you know so mm-hmm. if I was going to have that kind of influence I had to accept the responsibility in the position that came along with it now let's say that you were in a position and you absolutely loved it but then another opportunity came up how do you take that leap and say I'm comfortable here I'm learning I love this but this opportunity looks great looks like a better opportunity potentially but I don't know how it's gonna pan out how, how do you take that leap you have to weigh everything and I've actually been in that position a couple of times when I was in that nursing education position mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it so you didn't want to leave I loved it I loved the job I loved the organization and the day I accepted the nurse manager job I cried I accepted the job but I cried mm-hmm. because I knew what I was leaving behind but again, I really felt that if I was going to have that influence and be able to, to develop nurse leaders, I had to have that. I had to have that experience. Um, and it was the best decision that I could have made. You know, I still like to do nursing leadership development, and I have found ways in my successive roles to continue to be able to do that. And mm-hmm. I'm really happy when I get to do that. Yeah, I bet. Um, so a big part of my role is operations, obviously, helping to, to run the hospital and everything that that entails, but I get to do that other work too that mm-hmm. really feeds my soul. So I think when, when you're trying to make a decision, um, particularly leaving something that feels really good and maybe comfortable, you weigh everything. You know, what is the growth opportunity here? Um, what are, what, what's the possibilities of getting to live what I believe is my personal mission? Um, so I think it's that it has to be consistent with who you are and what you believe you're you're here for. Absolutely. So a lot of factors go into that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What skills did you need to obtain to get where you're at today? Well, part of it was um, hands-on experience. You know, as I progressed uh, through nursing, through staff nursing, I got more and more involved in projects special projects at work and learned how to facilitate that kind of thing. But then formally through education, I um, was a graduate of a diploma program that was my basic nursing program. Eventually went back and got my bachelor's degree because I figured out that it was a missing credential that was going to get in my way at some point to be able to do the kind of work I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then lo and behold, I learned some new things when I went back to school. (laughs) Um, which nobody could have told me at the time that it would actually teach me something. I thought it was just catching up with a credential. You thought it was just a checkbox. It was a checkbox, and it was much more than that. Um, I went right into my master's program, specifically chose a program that was a master's of science in leadership. Okay. So it wasn't specifically a nursing master's. At the time, it was the curriculum that really spoke to me. That's interesting. So that's why I chose that. Um, years later, I decided to continue my education and get my doctorate in nursing practice. Mm-hmm. So I caught up with all the masters of nursing kind of stuff along the way. Um, but that was, again, kind of a natural progression of the, the education that I felt that I needed to be able to do my job more effectively. So I would say it's a combination of experience, progressive experience, as well as um, education and, and uh, certification along the way. Now, were you working full-time while getting that education? Yes, I was. Was that hard to balance? Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids, I would make them go to all my graduations, <laughs> 
And with the final one, with the doctorate, I said, do you guys remember when I started school? And they said, Mom, you've always been in school. So as far as they remember, at one point I was part-time nursing and part-time school, but okay. eventually I was full-time working and full-time going to school and raising kids. Um, and I can't say it's it, it's easy or it was a walk in the park, but... Um, I made it work and I think it helped instill in my kids the value of education because they saw the rewards along the way that I would get recognition and, mm -hmm. and promotions related to my skills and abilities. So you instilled that in them? Yes. <laughs> I bet that's rewarding to see. Not it only is. for yourself, but for, for your them children. too, yeah. Mm -hmm. What skills do you wish that you had prior to starting your career? prior to starting my career. I think there's, um, there's a confidence that comes with experience and um, I think that's a skill to have more self-confidence in what you learn and understand. I think a lot of times we hold ourselves back. Mm -hmm. I think particularly women wait until they feel like they've got the total package before they step out and say, I can take that on. You know, we want to make sure we're going to, we have it all. And we might not apply for a job or sign up for, to lead a project because we think we don't have that credential. Um, and I think that that's, that's the piece, to have more um, self-confidence and more faith in yourself that you've got it. You've got enough and you are enough. And just to step in because you've got something to contribute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, take that initiative. And I, I think especially for younger employees, mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to say, okay, I'm looking at this, this internal posting job and it says three to four years experience and here I am sitting at two. Mm -hmm. I, you know, can I make that leap? Can I say X, Y, Z, this is why I'm qualified for this? And I think for anyone sometimes that's very challenging to say, well, on paper, maybe I don't, right. but my work ethic and my skills say otherwise. And it, I think it speaks to your willingness to put yourself out there, you know, and I would recommend that anybody practice interviewing for something that they don't feel quite qualified for, mm -hmm. you know, talk to a coach and, and experiment with that a little bit, you know, what, what's missing. And if you feel like you've got something missing, then do something about that. Yeah. Fill the gap. Fill the gap. So if it's an education, if it's a credential or it's experience, then figure out how you can get that experience. And it's not just time. It's putting yourself out there and seeing work that needs to be done. There's, there's a host of projects always going on, especially in healthcare where people can say, you know what, I want to understand more about that. I right. want some experience at that. So I'm going to put myself out there. I remember someone once said, you know, don't wait to be given a project. If you hear about something that's interesting, say, how can I help? Right, right. You know, you might not know much about it, but in the end, you'll know a lot about it. And you it. don't need permission to have an idea. I like that. What has been the biggest challenge that you have faced here at Cone? It's such a dynamic organization, and because I've been um, in healthcare for over 41 years now, I've had the benefit of working for different organizations. So I can say without a doubt, this is the best system I've ever worked for. Wow. Very supportive. Um, there are high expectations, but there's also a willingness to be heard and to um, 
be provided with the resources that you need to do that good work. So all the environment and the, the, the groundwork is there. There's a strong foundation for us to achieve everything mm -hmm. that we need to for our patients. But I think the biggest challenge is when there's a gap in being able to translate that to frontline staff, to have people feel like they're not being heard or that they don't have a voice. Or that or they're just being told. They're just being told to do things. When I have that perspective of knowing, I know that it can be very different than what you're experiencing here, and you, this is really a great organization. Um, and our staff does have a voice, and they are involved. Um, so I think that that's one of the challenges for me, that I, 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 I want everybody to know how good it is, and not just to appreciate it, but to relish it, and to, to really be a part of creating the solutions, because they have every right to and every opportunity to. Yeah, take advantage in a good mm -hmm. way yeah. of all those opportunities. Yeah, I mean, we're a magnet organization and it really shows. I've told people lots of times that there's a tangible difference between being a magnet organization and not. And I realized that as soon as I got here. You know, I came from organizations that thought they were, mm -hmm. um, but it's very different. Nurses truly have a, a voice in directing what happens with patient care and their own practice, and it's a tangible difference. And I could see where that would be a challenge for somebody that might not have have had the opportunity to work outside of Cone. You mm -hmm. know, maybe this has been their only yeah. employer, so right. this is their whole world, you know, so they don't have the whole picture. Exactly, and I tell people all the time, one of the best things about nursing is that we have choices, and that's one of the toughest things about nurse, nursing. We have choices, and people vote with their feet and think that the grass is greener somewhere else, and um, I certainly have been in more than one organization in my career, so I appreciate that, mm -hmm. but I have the that ability to look back and see where I've been and the goods, good, bad, and ugly of all of that. Um, and I really, I wish everybody knew what they have here. Mm -hmm. So what has been the proudest moment of your career here at Cone? Well, I tell you what, I think it's coming next, next spring. Okay, I think I know what that um, is. Yeah, I, when we move into the new Women's and Children's Center, that will be quite literally the culmination of everything I've ever done in my career. Wow. You know, I've worked in every aspect of maternal child nursing and pediatrics. I've um, built a career developing leaders. I'm absolutely um, adamant that the stakeholders that need to be at the table are those people that do the work, mm -hmm. that take care of patients. And we've been very intentional to make sure our frontline staff was involved in every aspect of the design of the building, as well as how it will function and how they will deliver care. So when we get to move into that building, I want to hear nurses say this is familiar to them and that they did it. Mm -hmm. So that will be my proudest moment. Wow. I bet you're looking forward to that. I really am, yeah. Now, has that, has that been an initiative since you joined Cone, or did that happen sometime after you joined Cone? It started after. when, um, As early as when I was interviewing, I was told that we were looking at this building and whether or not to expand it. We knew our NICU was um, too small mm -hmm. and that our operating rooms were too small and that we were going to have to expand or do something if we were going to stay here. So I was a part of all that early work to determine 
do we stay here and expand or do we build new and move? Mm -hmm. And it became clear that what would be best for our patients and our community was to move. Well, that has to be even more rewarding that, that you were part of the, the groundwork, so to Absolutely. speak, of that, to now yeah. see that you mm -hmm. know, seven plus years later that mm -hmm. it's changed. Yes. So what's been the most important aspect of your career to help you prepare for this role? Has it been education, experience, maybe a mixture of the two? Absolutely a mixture of the two. Um, I think my educational journey really supported, gave me the theory behind the work. Um, so it was very, um, very easy to kind of connect the dots between the demands of the work, what I needed to do, and then have the theory and the education behind it. So it was really a marriage of both of those things. I don't think you can do one without the other. Um, the experience, having uh, exposure to different issues. Um, you know, I, I, I learned that by the time I landed in this job here, when an issue would come up, I felt like it was in my toolbox. I've done this, I've done this problem before. Mm -hmm. It had different names attached to it or different faces, but I know how to deal with X yeah, because I've done it before. Feel. So part of it is you, you build your, your toolbox, your leadership toolbox over time, and it's a combination of what you may have learned in an education program or a seminar or workshop, reading, mm -hmm. um, but a lot had to do with uh, on the job. Yeah, Training and exposure, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where do you see opportunities at Cone Health in the next few years? And then we can even expand that to healthcare in general. Well, again, it's a very dynamic, environment to be a part of healthcare, And um, I know that we talk a lot about change and the, the rapid pace of change. And for many people, they feel like it's never been faster than now. But again, I have that 40 plus years of experience and I can tell you things have changed a lot that entire time. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we can look forward to it continuing to change and evolve. The demands are great. There's a lot expected of us. The way we're paid is based on performance. Um, so patient satisfaction, healthcare outcomes, all the things that really make sense. Are you doing the absolute best for the people that you're caring for? That matters. Mm -hmm. And it matters to the point that it's going to depend on if we are financially viable. Um, so I think that that will continue to evolve more and more towards the population health model that we've all heard Terry Aiken talk about right. and that we're absolutely moving towards. Mm -hmm. We're still in that hybrid of um, taking care of acute care patients in the hospital and building a network of care to keep people out of the hospital. So we still are kind of that little schizophrenic um, approach to health care. So hopefully that'll get more and more out of balance. Right. It's like a seesaw and, yeah. and now it's probably almost an equilibrium yeah. potentially and then now we gotta so I think scale. I think as baby boomers age you know the demands on health care and being able to respond to what they need and keep them in the community versus in the hospital um, and I'm part of that group so you know I want to make sure health care is there for me um, so I think that that will continue to evolve I think organizationally we'll see healthcare organizations move away from being standalone and absolutely be part of a system, which mm -hmm. we are now, but I think the possibilities of us partnering with a larger organization are just part of the reality of the evolution of healthcare.
So I'd be very surprised if 10 years from now we were still a six hospital entity. So can you tell us a little bit more about your Master of Science in Professional Leadership? Mm -hmm. um, again, it's not a nursing degree. Uh, it was a degree that was really centered on um, the theories behind best practice and leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, what makes a good leader? And from starting from the very first night of the first class, I knew that this was going to be different. It's just very dynamic, great conversation. We read lots of different authors uh, related to leadership models. And we had uh, several choices of, uh, of an area of focus, and the focus area that I chose was training and development. Okay. So I had the same core curriculum um, centered on leadership, and leadership theory, but I had intensive training on how to facilitate and to build curriculums, which fed that whole side of teaching. Right. So I was loved. this at the same time of the nursing education position, or was it before? It was before. I had finished my master's program, or my bachelor's program, and moved into um, I moved into a case management role and then I went right into the master's program and upon completing that I took a nurse educator role. So that's what opened the door right. was having part of this education. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah, it gave me a credential that I needed um, and the job lined up right at that time. You know, you had asked me earlier about making a decision about leaving something that you really love or that's comfortable. When I chose the nurse educator role, I had to accept a, a pretty significant pay cut to okay. leave what I was doing mm -hmm. to take that position. Um, but it was necessary for me to get that experience. I had to really weigh everything and made the decision at the time that it couldn't be just about the paycheck. It was really about what I was gonna get to do. And that led to other, other things for me. So it was a, a good investment. Yeah, sounds like it. Mm -hmm. So now we're gonna move into the lightning round questions. Okay. They're just quick, easy, <laughs> okay. to the point. What's something that would surprise people about your day-to-day? -day? About my day-to-day? -day? Mm -hmm. How much fun I have. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's a good surprise, isn't it? What is one book or podcast that you would recommend to aspiring leaders? One of my favorite leadership books is Jesus CEO by Lori Beth Jones. Um, you find it in the leadership section and in the religious section at Barnes & Noble. Um, and you don't have to be Christian or believe in any kind of a God to appreciate this leadership book. What I loved about it is, is it was two to three page chapters. Okay, so just little bites. Little bites so that you could read them right before bed and always with some prov provocative questions at the end. Mm. And her book um, looks at how basically in a snippet, it's Jesus took these 12 uneducated fishermen and he changed the world. He turned them all into leaders. Mm -hmm. So how did he do that? And at the very core is having a mission, understanding that you under, you need to understand your own mission and your own purpose. And then how do you communicate with people? How do you involve them? So it's a great book on leadership. That sounds like it. What's one thing on your bucket list you hope to accomplish soon? Moving into that new hospital. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't have a, a list of I need to accomplish things. You know, it's just I, 
I think you have to enjoy the journey to a degree. If you could choose to be in any other role here at Cone, what would that be? I think probably education, that I could spend all my time doing education and development. Mm -hmm. Final question. Mm -hmm. What is the best advice you received that you would like to pass on to others? The best advice I received, um, I think it was to, to be open, to trust yourself, and um, to understand that, that you have a lot of what you need to be successful. It's kind of like the, the Wizard of Oz things. You had it all along. Mm -hmm. um, and just to recognize it in yourself, to, to trust yourself more. It's been a pleasure getting to speak with you and hear about your career story. For those listening to this interview, if you have any questions for Sue, feel free to reach out to her at the email address in the comments below. Thanks again, Sue. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Mm -hmm.